Adam Hunter, I'm here with Bill Dawes. Uh, I don't know. Are you in a warehouse closet? Where are you? It's supposed to be a, a sound studio, but I, I very haphazardly put the little uh, blue thing up. Maybe I should. Uh, are, you, are you in Texas? Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. You, <laughs> dude, you're like, I don't know, you're in New York, LA, Texas. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to, to, to feel like you're, you're successful is to, is, is to travel a lot, even though uh, it's not the <laughs> Um, you're like the most successful actor you just you just did like what 20 days on a tv show or something with uh, on showtime i did a show called city on a hill but they killed me off after uh after three four episodes that's still four more than most people uh yeah. greg how did they kill you off uh it was uh in in the rain oh they did like a rain shoot. it was actually kind of cool they put like uh these things on tops of the roofs of buildings around you that like sprinkler systems all around to create the rain. Oh, wow. So I get shot in the rain. <laughs> I had to, I'd be there on, on my back, like dying, like <gasps> while the rain coming down, I'm getting waterboarded and, uh, and they were like, Oh wait, there's a technical problem with the camera. And they ran for like 30 minutes. Oh man. That's all right. It's okay. It's all good. I told you when I, I did that, uh, that show recently and they like, Oh, here's your stunt double. I'm like, great. And he's like, I'm going to teach you how to do stunts. I'm like, wait, what? And then I had to learn how to get headbutt like a hundred times in a row, uh, which is pretty badass. But I thought he was the one. That's, oh, you yeah. didn't get a fight in it. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I get, the, I get my ass kicked. Luckily, I don't, I don't die. So I still think I might be able to come back. But uh, You know, you're supposed to get stunt pay if you do stunts, if you do like above the normal. But like actors, we don't ask for it and they never get paid it. Of course. I'm not going to ask on that. Um, but yeah, so I'm in Vegas at a show last night. It, it's uh, it was cool. Um, uh, Emily Whitmire came. I love Emily. She's like the sweetest girl. She we talked about the time she was like going to weigh in or something, and there was a, a sick pigeon, and she like nursed the pigeon back to life. And she said she felt sick, and they were sick. So she came to the show as well as John Wood and uh, Joanne Calderwood, who's now jo she's now Joanne Wood. Her name her last name was Calderwood. She married a guy named Wood, so <laughs> dropped the Calder um which was which was cool and then uh it's always weird when like people come see you a lot like i feel like i have to have at least 20 30 new minutes you know yeah. but then the people that are there haven't seen me like the new like they're new so then i don't know i'm like, i'm always like well i want them to, i don't want them to be like oh i heard this already so i always want to write new shit but then i'm like well do i do my old stuff luckily like i do a lot of crowd work but right i got i literally got on stage and someone goes vanilla ice which is like a 25 year I mean, which I guess is cool. I still kind of look like him, but I was like, word to your mother. You know, right away, I'm like fighting with this dude. And, uh, and I'm just like, so he was a dickhead. Like, but like, I heard him and not everyone else heard him. Uh, but people were just yelling oh, stuff. When you hear it, but the audience does it. 
Oh, I hate that. When you get a heckler in the front row, it's the worst because you go on him and everyone doesn't know why you're getting so mad. Everyone yeah. said, oh, he's just flipping out. And then I like did the same joke twice. Like I was so in my head, I did the same, and then no one laughed. And I'm like, I did that joke already. And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is your fault. Uh, you know, there was a, a lesbian couple, a black couple that I didn't know was a, if it was a guy or girl. And I just said that. And luckily they were dying laughing. And then I think my friends are here. Then there's a porn star over there who I invited who's making out with some guy the whole time. It was just a, a you know, then everyone was, once I like got that off my chest and just had like a complete mental breakdown, the show is even better than ever. So. I feel like your mental breakdowns are like the best. Like when you have a little bit of a breakdown, that's like the best time to see you. <laughs> yeah, I, 100%. I kind of agree too. Uh, but luckily, it was good. It was actually like a fun, it was a fun night. And then I went back to my room and people were like, yeah, you can go party. You where? Well, I'm at the LA Comedy Club at the uh, Strat. Got it. Yeah. And I was just saying, like, it used to go out and like, you know, go out and have fun and strip clubs and this and that. I used to pick up strippers and this. It was always a fun. Now I'm just like, oh, back to my room. I'm like, oh, I can go to bed by 11. This is great. This, I'll, get, I'll get nine hours of sleep. This would be awesome. <laughs> Plus my wife and I, we have shared locations. I accidentally turn on my shared locations so she knows where I'm at. But uh, if I turn it off, she'll know something's up. But, you know, <laughs> Yeah, not that we don't, she doesn't trust me, but it's just the one time I went to a strip club with Dan Henderson because, like, my wife was, like, eight months pregnant, and oh, Dan came, and he's like, come to my after party. So I'm like, all right, I'll go. So I go to the, I go to the strip club with him, and he's dancing and having a blast, and uh, Gian Vellante was there, and Ashley Yoder, and people were trying to buy me lap dances, and I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm like, I'll take a massage. You know those people give you massages? With, I'm like, oh, because I was stressed, right? But I didn't <laughs> tell my wife about it. And until we were like on the way to, you know, she's having a baby and she's like, and Howard Stern was on talking about strip club. I'm like, I'm not even that good in Vegas. She's like, well, well how do you know? I'm like, oh, I went a couple. What? I'm like, well, uh, yeah, you know, you went to a strip club when I was pregnant, you know, planning a fucking baby room with your, with my mom. I'm like, but it was Dan Henderson. You don't understand. He fucking, he's got the H bomb. I'm going to give you the fucking H bomb. And then it was just, uh, she started crying. Now like, she's like crying while I'm driving. I'm like, I didn't get a laptop. All I got was a massage. Was you can have a delivery room. It was on the way. Like she was like going into labor. I'm like, I just got a massage. That's it. Just a fucking massage. You got a ma No, it wasn't like a fucking a handy at the end. It was a, a you know, some girl wearing a bikini. Me it just kept getting yeah. worse, dude. It was, it was no winning situation. Uh, what are you gonna yeah, do? You girlfriend, when your woman's pregnant, you can't do anything. You're literally not allowed to go anywhere or do anything. Even if you went to a bar, it'd be like, you went to a bar yeah. while I was pregnant? You can't do anything. There's I no way. I, I know. And now she wants to, and now we're thinking about having another one, but, um, which, I don't know, maybe. I mean, it's just, it's really on her. Like, she's the one that has to carry the baby for nine months. Like, you know, like, I mean, it really is, like, her choice. I mean, like, I know it is my choice, and I, but, like, you know, she's the, that, that's, that's the hard, people don't realize how, I mean, they do realize, but just, anyway, uh, let's talk about fights, because uh, this is a fighting podcast. Um, <laughs> Not fights with our girls, yeah, or wives. Yeah. Dude, but like, literally, literally, like, I mean, my wife the other day, she was, <laughs> we fucking, I, she packed, she pre-packed her lunches for the kid, right? So, I go, and I, I didn't think that my kid had enough food in one of the bags. I put more food from one bag to another. And then she went to the other bag. There wasn't enough food in there. She's like, you took the food out from there. I'm like, yeah, she was hungry. She's like, so I, I got it. I went, I got up early. I, I got enough. I'm like, 
I'm thinking to myself, I used to fuck porn stars. Like, like I used to have threesomes. Like, girls used to do coke off my dick. And now I'm getting fucking yelled at over this fucking bullshit. Like, ugh. <laughs> and then if you were to go back to that, you'd be like, oh, God, I used to have a wife and a baby. And now some strippers storing coke off my dick. <laughs> Dude, I, like, told my wife that. I was like, look, I was, like, in my 20s, right? I was in my 20s. And these two girls, it was, I was giving out flyers at Hamburger Harry's comedy show in New York City on 45th and Broadway. And these two girls came and went back to their hotel room. One of them was like bigger. She was a very pretty face. The other one was like hot. And they, they, lied, they lined Coke off my, my, I lie down, like lie down. They put Coke and the girl is about to snort and looks at me and goes, we're never going to be in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what got me more excited, to be honest. So I like, told my wife that i don't know why you know what it is during quarantine you run out of people to talk to like like you run stories you go way back for the for the deep duck cut stories yeah and the thing is like you try calling up a friend to talk to them people are like why are you calling me like what do you want like you don't just call i used to talk for like hours with my friends on the phone when i was growing up that was like fun you call someone yeah. out they're like uh, are you, do you have aids like are you dying like what what, what happened like you have a go fund me you're trying to start what are you doing seriously uh, so, um, yeah, so I told my wife about the, about the cocaine off the penis story and she goes, how can you ever did coke dick with me? Like I got yelled at for that. Like, like I'm like, cause we have a child and we're not going to just do coke off my dick right now. Like that's just not like a thing that we're doing. Um, that's not like on the, we have to get up at seven in the morning. That's all we need now is, and the baby just gets out and crawls in our bed. And that's all she needs now is like, what are you doing mommy? Like nothing. You know, like just talk about anyway. Uh, Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. This, oh, what a good, so exciting. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, this is one of those fights I keep, I keep going back and forth. I don't know who wins this fight. I don't know because it's like McGregor. Like we, we all, I mean, Poirier looked great his last couple fights, but he really looked great against Conor McGregor. But it was like, how, how bad, did, how bad was McGregor that fight? You know, like he's like that factor. Because McGregor went from being so good, he hasn't looked the same since the Mayweather fight. No, I mean, not at all. I mean, yeah, you could say the Donald Cerrone fight, but that Cerrone just uh, laid an egg in that fight. I mean, I know he broke his nose and it was orbital and this and that, and yada, yada. But that was not the same Donald Cerrone that fought, you know, the guy he fought a couple weeks later um, or a couple months later. So uh, speaking of fighters, we got this girl, Britton Hart, the bare-knuckle boxing champion is joining us. She, she beat... Pearl Gonzalez, and uh, she beat Paige Van Zant. This girl's on a tear. She is yeah. on a tear. Uh, I love that. Fighting is for lovers. I love that. I know. Thank you. It's me and my husband's shirt. We collabed on it, and um, we were like, we're really going to take off with that. Because, you know, it really is. It's something that obviously me and Joey represent, but a lot of people can get behind that, you know? Um, fighting doesn't have to be like some people think it's so brutal or, you know, uh, bullies have to do it or me. But, you know, it, it, people can be lovers, too, and go do it just, you know, for fitness to make themselves feel good. Um, you know, fighting brings – how many times have we seen opponents get in the ring and, and at the end they give a hug? Like, that's right there. Fighting is for lovers. Well, they're not really making love at the end, but, but, but I hear you, though. I like <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, uh, there, there, there is this thing called uh, – there was this porn where, like, the winner banged the loser. Uh, oh, my God. But uh, – uh, we're not into that. 
Yeah, no, no, that's a whole other one. I think that's called uh, Ultimate Surrender, I think it was called. And I like knew one of the girls that was in it. Anyway, but back to you, Britton Hart. You are on a tear. Um, that Pearl Gonzalez fight was great. That was a great fight. That was a, a tough fight. Were you worried at the end that they might, might have gone to Pearl? You know, it was one of those things that I was actually in the fifth round. The fourth ones, I was really tactical and I really was on it. And then when my coach and my team said to me in the fifth one, like, I think you can even see it on camera. They're like, yeah, that round was a toss up. You need to go out and win that. So in my mind, when I heard that, I knew I was cut and I knew there was something wrong with my mouth because I couldn't close my mouth all the way. So I knew with that sense of urgency that I had to go out and, and do it. And I mean, I felt like at the end, I mean, obviously, I guess my bizarre behavior showed it, you know, because I really thought that I did win. And then at the end, it was kind of like, it, it was just, and I should have probably done that from in the first round, but you know, you don't want to butt blood, so to speak. So no, no, anyway, I, I knew it when I went up there, you know, that's why you hear a lot of people talking on the internet and social media and they're like, Oh, you know, you, uh, Pearl got robbed, you lost. And I'm like, really that this is what you have to go to turn off the noise, turn off other people's comments and go look at me and her side by side before they called the winners and whose face told you they won. Hers was sad looking down like, man, I know I didn't cut it. And my face was like, oh, I won. I got this. I'm number one. It was a great fight. I mean, it, look, it also looked like you had, um, you really mastered like all the, like the, the small nuances of bare knuckle boxing. Like, you know, exactly how, where to hold the back and when to punch and this and that, like you really, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a real science, and it seems like you really conquered it. It really is. You know, it's kind of crazy. A lot of people don't know this about me again. Uh, it's, it's funny when you read the comments and see it, but I actually have my master's degree, and a lot of people that do know that about me are kind of mean to me about it. They're like, oh, my God, you go and fight when you have a master's degree. You can, you're so smart. You know, I graduated with a 4.0, and I'm like, I am using it. You guys just don't realize the things that I can see and read in the ring. And really, again, it's not the tough man that, that survives. It's the smart man, you know, the smart woman. So when you can go in there and make adjustments and know what's working, um, you know, I've actually gotten into the habit, again, from experience. I studied one fighter, studied, studied, and I went in the ring with her, and she switched to a southpaw stance on me, and I froze because I was like, whoa, this girl's never done that before. What, what the hell? And it really fucked me over. So going forth, I've never really watched the film on fighters because if, if you're fighting for that fighter, you know, you might really screw yourself. You should be able to handle, hey – you know, like, look at what they really have, like the obvious things, like if they're taller or shorter, but, um, you know, just being ready for anything. And so we drill that constantly. We spar different people, like where before in, in the past, I only sparred people that were like relatively that my opponent's size, but now, you know, I'm doing tall, short, self-paw, we switch stances. And in bare knuckle, a, a big thing about that is I'm a boxer. Um, people don't really switch stances, but MMA, they switch stances all the time. So knowing that that's going to come, I can't get ca caught in that. So I really adapted to that. And then same thing, everyone was like, um, just little things you learn to help you grow uh, from the Paige Van Sant fight. They're like those uppercuts. So I've gotten really close to fighting in the clinch but you it's very like uh, optical illusion like you just said so it's super cool that you noticed that because I only thought me and my team did but we know how to stay away where we can fight inside but not be right up to get those 
I mean, basically, when you're like this, it's it's 50-50 land. Like, I punch, you punch. You know, you're welcome, sock em, robots. But when you have that distance and range, you can see things come in, and we got really used to paring down. And then when I feel both hands on me, that's when I'm like – I'm not clenching because if you have both hands on me, that both of my hands are free. So that's when you kind of see like, uh, you know, people be like, oh, that's wild and stuff. But really, you know, that that wild is, hey, I have all the free reign to do that because both these girls' hands are on me somewhere so I can do whatever and cause damage. No, you can totally tell, 100%. Your, but your post fights are always the funniest. I mean, the one with Paige Van Zandt where like, you, <laughs> I don't know, Bill, have you saw? So she beats Paige Van Zandt and – Everyone was all about Paige, Paige, Paige. Everybody was like, I don't know what she got paid, but it was a lot of money. And, and, and Britain kind of like got, got fucked in that in a way because if you were overlooking Britain, who's also a very beautiful girl, I mean, uh, hot as well, no offense. I mean, Joey's uh, you know, obviously a girl, but very attractive girl. But everyone, Paige, Paige, Paige. So she, she beats Paige Van Zandt, and then she's like, your speech was like, I'm not a person, I'm a feeling, and I want you to feel me. Like, that was the... That should be a t-shirt right there. I don't even know. And, and then Jenny Savage like hops in the thing and then she throws a water on her. It was, a, it was, it was chaos. It's like but, WWE. Is this stuff intentional? Like, did you know that was going to happen? Are they promoting it like, like that? WD no, no. No. Oh, that's why when so, so you, you hear that from time to time, but it's like, man, if that was intentional, I would have, like he said, I would have said, hey, I'm a fucking feeling I would have dropped the mic. But I kept going, you know, because obviously it's just so emotional. I had no idea. And when she came in, like, you can kind of see it on my face. I'm like, who is that? Like, I didn't even recognize. Like she, and I'm not being mean, but she looked like some hooker prostitute, Halloween costume. It was really hard for me to realize. I was like, oh, it's Jenny Savage. I'm not worried about her. And I just happened out of the water because our sponsors are and CBD water. And it was just perfect. But um, they weren't too happy. You know, the camera. My boss wasn't too happy that I did that, but you know it is what it is. It got millions of views though, and people were people were dying laughing. I mean, it was so funny, and I and I'm friends with Jenny, and Je Jenny said that like basically she was like up for 24 hours straight. They told her she was gonna get a flight. They didn't give her a hotel, and she was just like, and then and then she was like, "Fuck it, I'm going in." And so and it, you know it set up your next fight with Jenny, which like you fucking wrecked Jenny. That was that was a great showing for you, which set up the, the Pearl fight. Um, it, but it does, man, I mean, you're, you're, you're taking on all the hot girls. Like what's going on? Like, are you just, uh, is this your goal just to get rid of all the hot chicks? And <laughs> no, it's not actually. It's kind of funny because like when I started off in boxing, it was the same in boxing, man. I was, I never had money. You know, I was really broke. I, I had like literally sleeping out of my car. So I was taking these fights for like a thousand dollars for my purse, just trying to get noticed. Cause I, I, I know I have what it takes. And I, so I didn't have the money for the lower tier of the fighters. So they just jumped me up to like all the hardest. So that's why, again, I'm so great in bare knuckle because these girls that are coming in might not know what it's like with the big stage and all the people and stuff. But good for me, even though, you know, it, my record is, you know, not the greatest in boxing, but you got to really be like a fight fan and look who I fought. And, and I fought, you know, right now I'm, I have like three world champions that I've fought that I've gotten – you know, either really close split decision with or a draw, which is basically me winning, but I'm in their backyard and they're world champions, so they don't want me to win. But 
I fought really hard people in boxing. And so my name, that's exactly what it did. It got me noticed. So they didn't think I was the best, but they're like, this girl's tough and durable. So when I went over to Bare Knuckle, you know, I felt like they were like, well, this is a girl who has skills and good, but she's not going to be that much to edge out these pretty MMA girls that have huge followings. You know, they're, they're going to be challenging uh, or Britain's going to be challenging for them, but not enough to like edge them out. And now that people don't realize is that I really suffered and sacrificed and bled for this shit. So now when I go in there, this is what I was waiting for. So I'm just, I have been taking them out and then it's kind of, you know, odd. Cause I try to get these other fights and they're like, no, she, you're, you're too experienced for her. You're too this for her. And uh, it's kind of like, it's very, um, you know, I'm not in control of it. Like I don't get to pick, I, I wish I did. And, but I don't get to pick my opponents. Um, I begged for Jenny Savage just because of the water thing, begged for them. And they're like, we don't know We're we really want you to rematch Paige for the bell. And, and Jenny Savage is too much of a liability. What if she cuts you? And I was like, look, I promise you this girl is not going to hurt me like i'm going to murder this girl please give me that fight and i had to beg for it and it was like they tried to match me up with like three other people and it fell out and so last minute they're like okay fine you can have jenny savage so it wasn't even like like you said you would think that the build-up for jenny savage and me was already uh determined when she came in but i asked for that fight over and over and they wouldn't give it to me um so finally when it did, because, you know, they're trying to wait around for the bet to come back or, or somebody else. And, like, I try to fight Christine all the time, too. And it's kind of funny because they're like, oh, people don't really want to see that fight. And I'm like, well, it's all over social media. But basically they're trying to interpret that it's just her fans that want that fight, not as a mask because her, her viewership and uh, is so low. Like, if you look at all her fights, me and her fight um, – back in like 2019 has the most views so it's hilarious when she's like oh britain wants my clout and it's like your video and fight with me has the most views uh all your other other fights have lower views than me and um so it's kind of stupid when you hear about it like that it's really become a you know with covid everything it's really become a virtual social media warfare basically like you see the tiktokers you see the jake pauls and you see those type of fighters really advancing but you know that that's what today is is unfortunately come to is how many followers who you're tangled with and, and marketing um so i mean i but for me you know i'm just trying to attack it because i'm a true fighter i'm trying to attack it on all levels like i have the skills you know what else do i need do i need to you know talk shit to to promote myself do i need to go out there and and go you know, what you see me enjoy trying to not play in that game where we're visiting other people and doing it in the positivity way and try to be like motivation and stuff. But, you know, we're at the end of the day, I'm kind of going back to my thing. I'm a real person. It means like I'm not just doing the things for clout. Like I'm doing the things that are real and see, but in, in uh, like hindsight, it actually translate over to being views and followers because people like that, you know, they, people, it's ref People want to see somebody really working or going out there and being just an average, you know, girl next door, guy next door, because it kind of gives them hope and motivation that they can do it too. They don't have to be, you know, so many people get down on themselves, be like, oh, I'll never look like that girl. I'll never be that guy. I don't have huge muscles. I don't have a six pack. You don't have to have all that stuff to be a fighter, follow your dreams. So, Britton, I have a question for you. Uh, are you now retired from boxing, just regular boxing? Or are you no, still box? I 
I, I actually just finished my contract with uh, Bare Knuckles. So I'm actually a free agent right now. So I can do oh, whatever. So I had a contract that prevented me from boxing. So that's why I kind of had to, you know, choose what was better for me. And, and I chose Bare Knuckles. So now I can go, you know, I'm kind of just waiting. Again, this kind of bullshit with this whole tournament you hear in Bare Knuckle or whatever is going on with the girls in Bare Knuckle. I would love to fight and I'm here ready. But I really want to go, you know, it's kind of like boxing is exciting and my first love and what I, I really want to go back and be like this to all the boxing people and be like, oh, I can make it. And now I'm, I'm somebody. So you guys got to, you know, give me a yeah. fair shot. Like, I fought for my fair shot. It's kind of like Bare Knuckle was me yeah. proving myself in the world. So now when I go to boxing, like I said, remember I told you those three girls that hold belts? I'm going to go to boxing and call those girls out and be like, get out of your hometown, come challenge me, I'm going to take your belt. So I, I really want to go back because I think in boxing I was missing one itty-bitty piece, well, two itty-bitty pieces. I was missing a really fucking good team, which I have now, and I was missing like that, uh, the, almost like, I want to say confidence, like no fear and doubt. Like, And it's not that I'm scared of getting hurt, um, but, you know, it's always the, the fear of failure. Like I always, like – get nervous i'm let people down that i'm gonna go in and not win and people are gonna think this or say this you know that's always been my downfall of taking things too personal and putting a lot of weight on myself so now i think going into bare knuckle now i'm gonna be like wow please hit me with a glove i love it like i'm not gonna have any fear at all because i think you know i've established my skills and i feel super confident i love sparring again you know even sparring with anybody is is super fun and it's only when the gloves come off i'm like uh you know do i really need to go should i wait should i get better timing so now with boxing yeah hit me with a glove i'm gonna come back with six more punches and it's gonna be all good yeah you fought one of mayweather's uh fighters on like one week notice right and then it was a draw yeah. Sure did, and she's the number one girl I'm calling out, Jamie Mitchell. So I'm coming for that belt if she sees this. And then you went to Philly, right? Yep. Yeah. Philly, and I did. I bet, and that one was a weird toss-up. That was like, I went through three different opponents, and they all kind of backed out. And I was like, and you know how much I took that fight for? Ah, I'm so mad at myself. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. But I got paid in Philly to fight that girl. And I and like I said, she was kind of last and she was she didn't have a good record. She was like, I think zero and three. And so I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Five hundred dollars is girls act, you know. But she was she was from the area, you know, she lived there. And when you again, being a true fight fan, it's knowledge in the game. When you look at who she fought, she fought like Heather Hardy. She fought really good people. So she was kind of like me. Um and, you know, I, I think that I won that fight, but, I you know, I'm not making excuses. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. But, you know, it was a good lesson, though, because after the fight, it was a draw. That girl was like, yeah, I got my first draw. I lost. <laughs> and I'm like, how? And then it was at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? No matter what, I want to be like that girl. I want to be – I don't want to be pouting. It, it, it's part of life. You win or you lose. And so – um you know, I, every time I, I've taken a couple losses and I'm just like, man, I keep, keep learning and keep trucking. So it was a good fight for me. And the fact that I, I learned a very valuable lesson. Now you grew up, you were an army, army brat. Yeah. Air force. Yeah. So I grew up over in Germany for, I, I, until I was 10. Wow. So do, do you uh, speak German? 
I did. I was really good because we actually didn't live on base. We lived off base in Kaiser Slaughter. And so I lived like above a grocery store. So we had to share a, we had like a community refrigerator. And so we had to go to the market and go buy our food every day. So anyways, I spoke really good when I moved to Virginia and went to school People were like really mean. I got really bullied really bad. And they're like, oh, you're a German girl. You're not from here. And then they're like, say something in German. And I would say something. And then they'd start laughing. And like one time I was outside or recess and they pushed me down a big hill, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, it, it, was, it was sports. Uh, I started, I was really good at soccer. So I started playing soccer and beating everyone soccer. And they kind of eased off me a little bit. But I knew, you know, just being a small child, I was like, oh, if I speak German, that's bad. Where in Virginia were you? What? Where, where in Virginia did you go to school? Um, it's called Huddleston. It's like, uh, it, it's close to Roanoke. It's near Roanoke area, okay. about 40 uh, minutes. Deep south, yeah. Got it. No, I'm from Virginia too, so I know the area. Yeah. Yeah. So then you go to college, but you don't start fighting until you're 25 years old. Right. Yep. I mean, that's amazing that you're a world champion right now, and you started at 25 years old. That's insane. Yep. Uh, but were you doing a lot of unofficial fighting before then? Yeah, I did. I, like I said, you know, when, before, when I was in elementary school, I was bullied that way. I didn't really win then, but you know, so again, it's like losing makes you into a champion. But, um, I, when I went to middle school, it was actually, it's kind of cool. Cause at my high school graduation, our middle school principal was like the guest speaker and he brought up one of my fights at the, like when we were uh, graduating and he was like, I remember. And basically it was the same thing. This kid was being bullied, you know, they were calling him the N word. And I was like, kind of uh, whatever. And the boys started crying. So I, I stepped in front of these three guys with their camo redneck jackets. And I was like, all right, leave him alone. He's had enough. And then this other girl came in. She's like, Britain, mind your own business. And I was like, oh, yeah. Bah. And then bah. and then we got in that field day. So it was like a huge, like big dog pile. And so anyways, a lot of people got black eyes. Long story short, I went to the principal's office. He's like, first off, off the record. I heard all the stories from everybody else, and I'm proud of you. Don't tell anybody that. But I have to suspend you because you hit people <laughs> and cause damage. So, anyways, I got suspended. So that was my first time I got suspended. And then um, I played basketball, and I got suspended off the basketball team because I got in my third strike. So I got in three fights on the basketball team. And then after that, you know, I got into some rowdy group when I was in high school. We fought, we did country things, four-wheeling and private parties. And whenever, you know, this girl was like, boo-hoo, this girl's showing up with my ex-boyfriend. I was like, oh. And so, you know, I was always like kind of like the defender, though. But I got into fights that way. And then, you know, I, unfortunately, when I was young, I had my son very young. So I had to learn the hard way and, and fight through that and then that kind of snowballed me into being in not like very toxic relationships so I had to fight that way and then it, it just like all these crazy things and they kind of just spiraled out of control but it always kind of led back to um you know worst case scenario I you know when I kind of lose that you know it's not like I, I don't want to say I have anger management problems but if something happens I definitely am not scared to throw bare fists well, Britton, it is an honor to have you on the show. Uh, I love your story. Uh, it's an amazing story. When can we, where can people follow you and find you? 
Yeah, so I'm married to the amazing Joey Beltran, which is his birthday. So happy 40th birthday, birthday to him. Joey. Yep, yeah, so my last change. So everything now is switched over. So it's at Team Britain Beltron. So, you know, whether it's on Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, it's at Team Britain Beltron. So I'm really going to do some great things. I'm, I'm honestly looking at kind of part of my message and why I always have the Phoenix logo, why you've heard my story. It's always about like sometimes your old self has to burn and you have to go through some shit to be reborn. And so this is like me being reborn in the best way. So I'm kind of trying to rebrand and reimage that way. So definitely follow me because there's going to be new exciting things. Um, but I, you know, shout out to everyone who's gone through what I've gone through, whether it's an abusive relationship, being broke, being in the, the legal system. I've been there, done that. And I'm walking proof that you can make the life of your dreams. So keep following. And I'm excited for this change. I love it. We'd love to have you back on as soon as possible. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Britton. Yes. Thank you, Adam. I'm going to work on my funny shit. Too. You might see me in San too. Fuck yeah. I'm in. Take care, Britton. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. What's up, people? Cryptocurrency is the future. So don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie. You can get in the game now. To get you kickstarted with crypto, use promo code MMA Roasted to double your first crypto deposit at my bookie. The best part is my bookie accepts well known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. So you can bet and withdraw with crypto. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. This Saturday night, the UFC is closing out 2021 with a bang, with two world title fights going down at UFC 269. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I am so pumped. It's headlined by the light championship fight between Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. And this bout is a true coin flip. I keep going back and forth. I don't know who's going to win, okay? Both men have finish rates over 75%, so you know this one's not going to the scorecards. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using the promo code MMA Roasted. Head to my bookie today. Place your bets and watch the sparks fly with UFC 269. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. That's what I'm talking about. All right. That was Britain, man. She's that girl's the firecracker. All yeah, right. she and she probably sleeps like two hours a night, you can tell, right? <laughs> We're here with Merab. How do I say the last name? I don't want to kill the last name. How do I say it, Marab? Marab Dwalishvili. Dwalishvili, who is one of the best fighters in the world. Okay. Uh, this dude right here is a monster. Uh, I, I've, I've been following him ever since, even like before the John Dodson fight. Your first fight in the UFC uh, was amazing. Uh, his gas tank is next level. Uh, he never gets tired. Marab, what's the secret? How do you get your kind of stamina? Talk to me. I get I do twenty minutes on the treadmill. I'm like I'm like looking at the clock. I'm sweaty. How do I get your kind of gas tank? It's hard work training hard with them, and I have uh, best training partner Aljamain Sterling. He makes my cardio very good. Aljamain Sterling is the he's like the answer, really. Yes. Uh, you know. Everything I do, all you know, I do all life, everything like jujitsu, wrestling, boxing, kickboxing. Uh, I, I work out, running, uh, swimming, and the girls too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the lady, I like it. I like 
Uh, the lit. I'm telling you. Okay, that's, it's cardio in the bedroom right here. That's that's how it is. Cardio in the bedroom. Uh, who would have thought? Um, you, dude, your last fight. Did you see, Bill, did you see his last fight against Marlon Marais? Yes. He got hit so hard. I thought it was out. I was crying. I was crying. I was like, no, my whole family. And somehow he recovered. I don't know. You actually like ran. You ran away. It was the smartest tactic. It was like he, he chased you. Then he got tired chasing. And then you ran away. You got your wits back. And then you beat the shit out of him in the second round. Like, how did that happen? Talk about that fight. Hello? I mean, uh, I was prepared for war, and I was prepared for I can't hurt, get 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 punch. Marlon Morales, uh, he's dangerous, and he has a knockout power. So strong, I was prepared, and then when I go in, first. Uh, Bill. But fighting, I, you know, before fights, I always, the referees comes in, locker room, and they will explain rules again, like, because every state has different rules, and then, yeah, you know, they tell you, like, when somebody's down, you no know, knees in the head, or, like, something like that, and then I, I always tell referees, then, if I get Drop or knock down. Don't stop early. You no, know, let me let me fight. Let me die. In, you know because uh, because sometimes we see that the referees jump in that they stop fighters early. You know sometimes somebody like just like bouncing yeah. and then they the referees they they rush. Difference? You ask them. Do you think that makes a difference for refs that they will let it go longer because you requested it? Do you think that will happen? Yeah, I always tell because I I want to secure the. It's never I, because I saw other other fight. I never I before before last fight. I never been dropped, never been knocked down. But uh, but I see other guys and uh, they they get dropped, knocked down, and then the referees jump right away. So uh, I don't want to. I, I never want that to happen to me because I know this is fight and somehow, some way, the accident can happen and you can get a strong punch or kick. And then you may you may bubble, but we are fighters, you know. We can wrestling, grab, fight, do submission or other things. That's why I tell. I tell referee, but the, the kid Peterson, he's the best. Actually, uh, he don't really need to tell him specific because he's a really professional he never rush he let them fight their fight so and uh, but I still tell him and then uh, uh, yeah well, well it worked man I, I mean I got, it worked. I got yeah I mean yeah, you so won. everybody see and you haven't back. lost this, since 2018 even that Ricky Simon Ricky Simone fight that was a weird fight you beat Marlon Arras you beat Cody Stamen you beat John Dodson you beat Gustavo Lopez, Casey Kenny, Brad Katona. I mean, you've beaten a, a tough roster. These are not easy guys. Um, are you, I mean, what, how many fights away do you think you are for a, a title shot? Hey, uh, the thing is, uh, I'm not chasing title now. My friend, uh, 
Aljamai Sterling, uh, he's champion now, and I believe he will uh, defend his belt against uh, uh, Peter Yan, and uh, he will be champion long as he wants, and he will keep fight uh, to title. He's his best. I I mean, he's my training partner, my friend, and uh, such a good guy, and I always look up to him, and uh, so. And uh, yeah, so like for now, I don't care title. I just want to fight, and uh, uh, I just want to. I I still have a couple, like maybe like one more or two more to to deserve the title because now my division is stuck. Now everybody knows about it. Like even Jose Aldo win like this fight, but he still has to go through TJ Dillashaw or somebody else. I was wishing to he he will fight me, but no, I don't think he's gonna fight me uh, because he was number five, I was number six, and now, yeah. So, anyways, um, uh, I just want a big fights, maybe main event or something big fights that make sense, and uh, I'm I'm just enjoying. I'm I'm happy. Uh, what I do and I love fighting. I was fighting. Uh, uh, for free, and uh, I can still fight with free, but now I'm happy with UFC. I make good money, like, and then, like, uh, people like watch my fights and have good life. You know, uh, weren't you calling out uh, Sean O'Malley for a while? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, like, since my first win in UFC, uh, I was, I, I was calling him out yes I, I that's only one fight that I was asking for like I was asking this fight please let me fight this guy but I don't know why not maybe he don't want to fight or I don't know it's like I never ask for like give me this fight give me this fight whatever you have offer me I always say yes and I always will do but um, uh, I don't know I hope I wish him best luck for this fight and uh I'm still willing to fight him because uh, I'm, I'm even I'm rank six. Uh, he's I think I don't know I'm ranked or top fifteen. I I still want to fight him, and then uh, because I want to fight fights, and I'm sure people will love this fight because they call me grappler. He's the best striker, and uh, of course he's good jujitsu too. And then that would be fun match. That would that would be because we are. Same weight class, and he's uh, he's uh, the, the fights makes me excited because he's like he's winning good fights. You know, he knocks people out, and I wanna I wanna see. I wanna challenge myself. I have a question: Sambo yes. versus Jiu-Jitsu. What gives? What's better? Jiu-Jitsu all day. Really? Yeah. Well, you were second in the world in Sambo, right? Yes, but. Um, uh, Sambo, it's like more takedowns, it's more wrestling. There is uh, oh, like leg locks there and then armbars. You cannot, uh, in in combat Sambo, you can choke, but wrestling Sambo, no choke. Uh, the, the Sambo is good, uh, but like uh, if we say grappling, like yeah, Sambo, okay, let's say Sambo guy, I can take the guys down, no problem, but the Jiu-Jitsu is other level, it's like they can... They can grab your arm and then they can choke you. They can like, like alligator. They can grab and like you know, like, you know the jujitsu is best. You know, jiu-jitsu. Now, 
Uh, Why why did you guys, why did you move from Georgia, the country Georgia, to Long Island? Like, how did that happen? uh, I have a dream. I'm living in my dream now. But I have a dream to come UFC fighter. And, uh, but I, I don't accept. I, I wasn't thinking to if this should be this much hard. But that was so hard. Like I moved like nine years ago. I was fighting in Georgia. I have a ten fights there, and uh, uh, and uh, and I I was winning fights in Georgia, and it was easy for me. I was going like a fight like crazy. Uh, sorry, I'm 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 going. And then just give me one second. I'm not. Okay. All right. Okay. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> is that your training company? That's a UFC PI. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's going to the UFC Performance Institute. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. This dude's a. He's a, all right. So just so as you know, he he's this guy's a monster. He's only thirty years old. He grew up in Georgia. He's got only three knockouts, ten decision wins. Uh, he's got four losses, but some of them are a little disputed. Uh, the split decision to Frankie Signs, Ricky Simone. That was a weird. weren't you like not? Wasn't that fight like you were still awake? But they called it a submission or something. Or it was some kind of something weird was going on there. Um, and then uh, yeah, he's a he's an absolute monster. He he was in Long Island, but he moved to Las Vegas. Well, you yeah. moved from uh, from Georgia to Long Island. Why? How come? Yeah. So okay, I so once I once I have a first fight in MMA I know that I love this this sport and that was for me I can I can be successful on this and uh, I find it myself because um, I was doing before sambo and judo uh, this is great sport judo is Olympic sport but there are so many rules and like like you can be yourself a fighter you can be yourself. You do whatever you want, fight however you want. Just, just show yourself. Fight hard or wrestling or punching or enjoy. And then, uh, uh, so yeah. And then I have a ten fights in Georgia. I was winning, and uh, yeah, I make decision to come US to go UFC. I was thinking that that can be easy because I can fight like my weight class guys and beat some guys and go UFC because I, I was thinking nobody can stop me. But and for when I came and I, don't, I cannot even find the MMA gym because that time I wasn't, like social media wasn't this big and then I wasn't followed this much like, like UFC fighters and it wasn't this big and it was so hard to, I wasn't even know how to use uh, like, like, Google, I I know, but I wasn't like like today. Like today, I when I I looking for some place, I just Google. That's it. You know where is this? Whatever. So it's simple. But that time I wasn't okay. Anyways, so and then I I was training a local gym, the small gym, the uh, the the like more fitness gym, and they have a guy you know punching bags, and then the girl, the the coach was boxer. And uh, the, some some girls and ladies and uh, the kids was training there for cutting weights, and I was punching bags like all day, and I wasn't getting better. I was depressed. I said, "Why I came west? I was training better in Georgia." And then the coach, they he cannot even find 
me MMA fights and I was fighting boxing, boxing fights. I'm a wrestler. I take down. I take down people down. I take I, people. I will. I I'm taking down people down. So and then I, I can't, I'm not a boxer, but yeah. I was. I have a four four boxing fights and then two key boxing fights, but and I was missing uh, fight MMA and then and then I said. And then the, the, the I came. The point was I, I have to start work because I spend all my money, whatever. So and then I started work construction. I was working outside New York, Long Island, and that was so hard and cold. And I said I I, I should focus work and get better and maybe open my own company, construction company, and make money. Because why I'm wasting time time because I'm getting pretty priest in outside and and uh, uh, and then I cannot even fight MMA and then that, that was so far to I realized how far I was to come UFC fighter I, I know that was you know that I you know anyway and then all and uh, I was thinking like this but I was still training running and he punching bags you know I wasn't getting good shape but I finally find that my my team set a longer team, and once I once I go to the gym, and I realize that my I can start a dream again for okay. You know, so, like, straight. so you move to New York, you yeah. find a local gym. You don't know what's going on. You're punching a bag. Some girls giving you fights, kickboxing fights, and and you're a wrestler. Yeah. You're like, what am I doing? You're working construction. You have no idea what's going on. You finally found Sarah Longo. I don't know how yeah. you found it. And all of a sudden it's like, what? And all of a sudden people are like, now when you walk into Sarah Longo, are people like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Who is this guy? Yeah, like, that's what exactly they they, they, <laughs> they, 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 they was they was calling me Russian, Russian guy. And then I said, no, no Russia. We don't like Russia. You know, like, you know, I'm a Georgian, Georgian. And then, oh, this crazy guy. <laughs> so, I mean, you have any money saved at all? How much, do you, how much is your apartment or, like? So, any? my friend was living in uh, Long Island. He was renting house and then he, and then uh, he was renting house and he, we, we rent, uh, I was with my friend and then we rent room of, from him, and I was living in room, and then uh, the that time, yeah, I don't have a car. I was using the the to the go work. I wa he was working construction, and I was going to him with him to construction. But to go gym, I was using bicycle. I have wow. Bicycle. So you ride. You were literally riding your bike to the gym in Long Island, and it's freezing sometimes in the winter. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm actually I'm, I'm from Long Island. It's not like yeah. an easy bike ride. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then it was like what, uh, ten miles, fifteen miles? Like I need at least thirty minutes to get there. So. Thirty minutes on the bike, on your little bike to get to the gym with yeah. your wrestling shoes and your gi and everything else. Now, uh, is Matt Sarah just like and Ray Longo? Are they in heaven when you come in? Because they're like, who is this guy? They must have loved you. Yeah, they such a good people, and then they very well. They was very welcome and. Uh, uh, yeah, and then even like that time, I don't, I don't even speak English, and the, my English was terrible. But Metzera is such a funny, and he always find the communication like language. I don't know body language. I don't know somehow. But Ray went, he tried to talk to me, and then, uh, and then I, I, I said yes about everything. He's like, <laughs> like okay, 
Now, at this point, are you ranked number two in the world in Sambo? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But, but, you, I, already had, but you already had like 10 fights on you. You had 10 fights. 10 fights. MMA fights, but wasn't... It wasn't in uh, or shared dog or mixed apology or mixed martial arts. Uh, wasn't. I have like a pro fights, but it wasn't official. I, but they weren't sanctioned fights. You had ten unsanctioned fights. Right. It was on YouTube. I delete after this because I was I, I was getting hard fights to. Uh, I, I was getting hard time to find the fights because everybody Google my name. They don't see. I wasn't. Uh, I don't have like a fights official, but they see videos in YouTube. Like they oh, this guy fucking crazy. You know. Like, now, now, like, now the Long Island women. Did you have any luck? Because it's hard to get laid in Long Island without an accent. Uh, like so, you have this. You can't speak English. You're not getting any pussy. Am I right? In Long Island, it must have been. That was, that was another another hard time. That was <laughs> I was I was chasing Georgia. I was going Brooklyn with I was taking train. I was going Brooklyn and in Brooklyn there is big community Georgians and oh. I speak Georgians. Okay, yeah. Wow, you, you yeah. gotta travel pretty far. So you get you're getting some Georgians. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, cool. So you get yeah. some. Yeah, so I was still <laughs> Georgians. So uh, so then that was easy for me and uh, yeah. So no, you got, you got an ultimate and ally Quinta. Those guys were all really nice to you. Yes, yeah, such a nice guy. And then yeah, I I finally met them, real fighters. And then I was fighting already UFC. Aljo was like defend his title for CFFC, and he was he was getting ready for UFC. And I said, oh, this this is right place. And um, yeah, I was fighting with other guys, and I was doing good. But one day Ray told me. Now you got a uh, sparring one round with Aljo. Then Aljo already uh, sparring one round with someone. I was supposed to sparring with one, and then third, third guy was ready. And then, okay, I said, okay. And then I, I started sparring. I, I, I shoot, uh, try to take him down. Once I take him down, Aljo got the choke, and then I tap. Oh, fuck. Like, I said, maybe it's accident. Okay, I I. Started, <laughs> I sp- Continue sparring again, and then he choked me again, or he submitted a triangle. I'm like, what the fuck? And then in five minutes, he tapped me three times. Wow. And I, I'm like, I, I went depressed again. Yeah, okay. I find a good gym, but this guy, uh, pro, pro guy, yeah, like he submitted me uh, like this, and I said, I'm not ready. I, I guess I'm. I'm not, um, I, I was such a depressed, you know, like the, I, I realized that I did so much work. Uh, so I, I mean, whatever. So and then I'm like, whatever. And then, but I always, I, of course I started working and every, every time I was going with Aljo, I was doing better and better. But of course, but that was like, um, that's where I realized I, I was such a far from like, uh, uh, to be this level, yeah, so I, check, but I mean, look at where you come. I remember, I remember watching your Rufian Stotts fight. You knocked right. him out in 15 seconds. This is crazy because Rufian Stotts is like one of the best in the world. He's in the Bellator. He's on like a 15 fight winning streak. This is only losses to Merab. You hit him with like a a spinning back elbow, right? That was, I mean, what, what what was that move that you did? Yeah. Okay. What happened was, yeah, and uh, actually, before you pee one, if we have a time, I will tell you my story quick, and then we yeah, can I got all the time, dude. Come on, this is you. Yeah. I got time for you. All right. Uh, so, <clears throat> uh, okay. So and then, uh, 
and I started, and then, and then the Sarah Longo, they got me the, uh, they, they were trying to give me amateur fight, but uh, the nobody accept the fight because they see oh, all my videos on YouTube and they said, no, this guy is He's crazy. Great. <laughs> nobody fight in amateur, even titanatic. So, and then I had to fight pro, pro. And then, okay, and then they find somebody, this guy already has the title, four and one or somebody. <laughs> okay, and the pro debut was, I guess, um, good guy. And then I was fighting crazy again, like I used to fight in Georgia, like go crazy. And um, uh, somebody called me, sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I, so, and then I was fighting crazy, and then like I dropped him, and but and then this guy tried to wrestling me, and then we was scrambling. He take me down, I take him down, and he he was gets more more better jujitsu, and then he he controlled me on the ground, and I, that was like um, and I lost my pro debut split decision no no majority decision or something like that yeah and then that was very close fight like some people think i was thinking i win but but a broken nose i lost my first pro fight but you know people love it i did good and i, I learned a lot and then i said okay it's okay i will continue and the second fight i win <clears throat> and then once i find that i will win second fight and they call me and like another organization, you want to fight in three weeks? I said, yes, of course. I was always looking for fights. And I take fight after three weeks and uh, I get air infection. I still fight, make weight, but I wasn't myself. And I lost uh, again uh, with other guy. This guy same thing. He controlled me on the ground. And I said that that was like big, big heart, heartbroken. I said... I'm one and two now, like, and then, you know, if you go, you want to go UFC, you have to be like, you have to have a good record, you have to win, like, you have to have a good winning streak, and I said, I'm working construction, I'm losing fights, and I, I said, it's okay, and then I take, I take off, like, one year and a half, I was still training, but... I don't know, you know, I said, I, I was working, but, and I said, okay, maybe I enjoy life and more girls, <laughs> like like this, and then, okay, and then, but that, that when I take time off and I wasn't fighting, that's where I realized I love fighting, I miss fighting, I said, I don't care if I don't make money, if I lose fights, uh, if I don't go UFC, I will go fucking China. I will go Russia. I will beat everybody. <laughs> I broke those. I lost. No problem. I will work construction, make money for travel, and just go fight for free. But then I come back, and then I win six straight. Yeah. And then, and then they give me. I was I win title, and then they give me the fight against Rufion Stotts. And then I, I when I check him, I see this guy eight eight and no. He been like such a great guy, good wrestler, good fighter, and I and that was my chance uh, to go UFC. I know then I was coming <clears throat> to watch this fight, and I've been watching people looking for a fighter. And if you did something successful, if you win against good guy, 
they will bring you UFC. So I know, I knew that that was my chance and that was my chance to quit my job, which is was so hard. Like I was building house, framing, roofing, window, door, foundation, hard work. <laughs> no, yeah. no inside job. So and then, <clears throat> and yeah, I was just. I was just prepared. I was just ready for war, and then, and uh, yeah, and the first first combination I did kick and spinning back fist, and then I, I mean, I, I know I was I, I was gonna I was ready for war, and then I was gonna fight hard, and then, and then yeah, and then I the, this guy dropped down, and I was so happy. That was amazing. I mean, that was incredible. And then you got called into the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. How soon after did you get the UFC call? Was it like the next day, the next week? No, that, that actually same same night. And as soon as I win and knock 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 him out, and he was good guy. And then I was sitting watching us, and I was so happy. And he was shocked. Then I was shocked because then I actually came to him, um, and he he came to him. And they was except to he can beat me, and he can they can sign him, and he can go UFC. Oh wow! But then yeah. you lost the first two UFC fights. Yeah, that was. So you, must have, you must have been kind of shaky there too, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, so I go UFC. I was happy, but I was waiting for my UFC fight six, seven months. They don't give me fight, and I know they. Yeah, the, so I I win fight, and then after Dana White. And his camera crew came to locker room. They said, "Oh, congratulations! You are a UFC fighter. Welcome." Bam, bam, bam. And then <laughs> I, I quit my job, but I realized I don't know when I'm, when I'm gonna fight. And I go again. I started work again construction. But the, that time I was working inside, not outside prison, not inside. You yeah. know, like like doing some work inside. So it was little easy work. So, but okay. And uh, so I win this fight uh, June 2nd, and then my next fight was December 10th. Actually, it's actually anniversary, I think, to my first fight UFC today. No, not today. Two days. Uh, one day. So, and, uh, <clears throat> and okay, they gave me fight for December 10th, and I was training hard, and then, like, the New York, you know, like, how cold it is, and then the one day after training, I take my T-shirt off and uh, um, like I have to take some picture for my like little sponsor or something. They send me some gloves and I have to take picture with the gloves or something. And then I don't know. I get cold and then I get infection, but not infection. The virus, some virus. I I got COVID after like last year, but the virus I have before nothing compared. Yeah, virus. Yeah, yeah. I was dying like one week to 10 days. I was like getting sweat and like I was coughing so bad. But I, I don't turn fast down. I still cut weight. I still go. And then my first fight, I get so tired. And I still got uh, takedown records, 11 takedowns against zero. And then, uh, and yeah, I, I lost the decision, but I was tired, but I was... I was thankful to God twice. I I I come out. <laughs> I wasn't because I was so hard. I was dying inside, and then yeah. I, I know, I know I was. I wasn't feeling good. I shouldn't fight. But I still fight, but I know 
in my head, in my head, I know what what happened. You know, I don't, um, I don't because not I lost because of I was sick. I don't, I yeah. know I because of I wasn't good fighter. But second fight, I was fighting hard against Ricky Simon. I know he's tough, and I have to fight hard. And I was winning the fight. But I was pressure, 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 and then. When one minute was left, and he he started back up, like running back, and I was chasing him, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna take him down again and finish on top strong." And uh, yeah, I shoot, I lift, and I land my. You know, when I when I I was taken down, I land. We both land to my. Oh, yeah. And then the <clears throat> my uh, like I don't know, neck got pinched nerve. I don't know what's the call. I, I can explain. You guys know. Yeah, yeah. So and then got pinched and fucked up. And then I and then when he, I get down. I got a little shocked. And then I'm like, what's going on? I cannot fucking use my arm. And like, well, what should I do now? Like I can't. And then I was paused a little bit. But and then he he grabbed me. He turned me out and he tried to choke me. And then I'm like, I I cannot fight. With his hand because my my arm is paralyzed. Right. Yeah. But, and fuck! I try use but it doesn't work. And then I try to like like fight with the hand neck something like. And then he still choke me hard and it's getting tight. And then the referees are watching me in my eyes and I said I'm I'm like with my eyes I'm fighting. <laughs> I show him thumbs. You know this is the least I can do. And I show him thumbs. Don't stop me. And then he's looking at me. I'm I'm fine. I'm not going out. You know, like and then he's no stop me. And then he's the Ricky still choke me. And then I realize I have to stop moving my my foot oh. because he's gonna stop me. And I I shaking my like moving legs to like this because I wanna show everybody I'm okay. I'm not out. And then one moment I remember I look time again and the 35 seconds left. I'm like fuck. <laughs> I'm not gonna give this fight because I was winning. I know they have to go decision, decision. I'm winning this fight, and then I'm not tapping. No way. And then I, I show again thumbs, and uh, I finally the warn came that they he let me go, and then I I try to I I, I try to get up. You know, as soon as he go, he let me go. I tried to get up and I was almost up and then the, the doctors came in and then the doctors, New York uh, Commission, I, was, I know that those doctors and then I was respectful and then they tell me lay down, lay down and I, I trust them. If I don't know if I was fighting other states yeah, and I'm not going to let them trust and I fuck you, I will say like, oh, come on, let me, let me get up. But because I, I know them, I was respectful and I say, Okay, you know I trust them, you know because they they let me, uh, let they said lay down, lay down. I lay down, and then, of course after 15 minutes fight, you know it was I lay down, I stay down longer, <laughs> a little longer. And I tell them let me go, let me get up, I'm good. But they said no, no, lay down, and whatever. So and I guess the Mark Gada, he was uh, like main referee from outside, and he he say, oh he was in and out. Oh, no, I remember that fight. I, I was wondering why you were doing that thing with your leg. I thought maybe that was a way for you to stay awake. Yes. That, that makes uh, that was two, and then, the, then two, and then, I, and then one more thing to show 
that, that helped me actually. I started because of I wanna show everybody to I was still alive. I wasn't out. Yeah. I started moving feet because I cannot use my arm show like or a fight or one our best deals on every iPhone. Right. I'm trying to watch this this ending right here. It was crazy. It was it was the craziest ending. I don't know what I thought maybe you wanted to get more cardio in or something. It, it, it looked like I was like maybe he needed, he had to get his steps never, in. You never went out. You never went out. No, he never, never went out. I didn't never, realize that it was be so that frustrating. I would be furious if I were you. That must be what's more frustrating than, than someone getting submission when you weren't submitted. Yeah, that was that was hard. Like um, I, I was close. Like that you know, that that choke was close, but I never went out. I know. I, if I go sleep, okay, no problem. You win. If I top, okay, no problem. You win. If Rappelli stop me, I will. I will tell him why you stop me because I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't yeah. top, I'm not sleeping. That's why he don't stop me. But who who was this fucking outside Rappelli? Margada. He he say, oh, he was in and out. If Rappelli let me fight. And it's go decision because I'm not sleeping. I'm not going out. Sorry, and, sorry. I can't. You're you're the toughest person in the world because you had By no. Way, I'm watching this, there. and you're not. I'm watching the fight right now. You're not out at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The commentators were flipping out. I think it was Rogan or somebody. You're completely moved. I see why you're doing that with your legs. You're, you're knee in his butt. You're like, I'm up. I'm up. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen. That's that's all bridge on the water because you've won one, two, three, four, five, six. You've won seven fights in a row since then. Oh. That, oh man, that, my heart's I'm watching this, my heart's breaking. That's bullshit. Yeah. You're right. You laid down because they told you, ah, whatever, you won. You're still a champ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've won seven fights that are all possibly eight. You're right there. Um, if Aljamain does lose, I don't think he's gonna lose, but if he loses, will you avenge your friend's loss and call out Peter Yan? No, my friend's going to win. Beat I know. I know he's gonna win. I know he's gonna win. But let's say he's set up an ad appeal or something, or something happens. I think he's gonna win too. <laughs> Listen. Yes. Uh, sorry. So my my friend Aljamai Sterling will beat Peterian, yeah. and uh, if he will be okay uh, to fight again, and if he if he he's still alive and he's not injured or anything, yeah, I, we can fight after. But okay. my friend. Beat him, and you guys will see. And I this is too. Yes. Yeah. Soon. What soon happens if you have to fight Al Jermaine? What are you gonna do if you guys get paired up against each other? No, no, we, we never. I I don't want to fight. Aljo don't want to fight. Uh, we are never gonna fight each other. We are friends. Uh, I mean, we are best friends, and uh, I love him, and I look up him, and I tell you, you know, he choked me three times in five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, but that was that was twenty years ago though. That was, that was a long time ago, man. That was a long time ago. That's but uh, all right. Well, listen, Marev, are you coming to the show tonight? The comedy show in Vegas. It's tonight. Tonight and tomorrow night uh, and Sunday night, eight o'clock. Okay, tonight. So uh, I will try. What time is it? It's at eight o'clock at the Strat. Okay. So maybe can I come with my friend? Yes, come with anybody you want. Okay, I I will try. I cannot. So okay, I got, okay, no problem. Well, listen, thank you for being on the podcast. Have a, great, have a great upcoming week. You're the best. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate. Thank it. you. Thank, thank you more, man. All right, God. How nice is guy ever, right? Yeah, I just like. That, that that level of like work ethic and and like so I decided to work 
what's bizarre is like the UFC signs him and he still has to work construction until his next fight. Until his first fight. Well, yeah, until his first. That's, uh, do they not give you a holding fee? No. Whoa, I didn't know that. That's fucking nuts, man. No, no, no. I mean, there's, there are a lot of fighters out there with, with, with uh, part-time jobs or even full-time jobs. I mean, Steve Amiocha, yeah. who's the heavyweight champion, was a full-time firefighter. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, but it's weird because like, you're an actor and, and you get a development deal with NBC. They give you $100,000 just to sit on your fucking ass. Yeah. Well, Fighter, you oh, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Uh, but, I mean, what a, but you're right, though. I mean, as far as, like, like that work ethic, you can't we, – we don't have that work ethic here in America. No. <laughs> like people aren't gonna get up on a bike and and drive 30 ride 30 minutes to in the snow can you imagine he, he came not knowing any english yeah and he just no friends just like worked out and did construction like i didn't want to go to a new town <laughs> he went to one gym he was hitting a hitting a bag all day and they were getting muay thai fights and like boxing he's like i'm not a boxer uh yeah i mean they must have went crazy when he walked into sarah longo though it must have been like i know i, I wish i wish, i want to hear a better telling of that story like it must have been like the first time he did jujitsu i'm assuming that's a jujitsu gym primarily right yeah it must have been like who, who the fuck is it who's this guy like where did this guy come from he's you a know? black belt judo too he's probably throwing people across the room <sighs> yeah it shows you how good aldermain is aldermain like tapped him three times in five minutes um yeah uh, though I mean, I would love to see the fight now. I mean, that guy, like everyone, they say his his work ethic. He just his last fight. He, I mean, he got like he was getting clobbered, and he came back and won. I've never seen a comeback like this before. Wow, best comeback yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but uh, Bill, what do you got coming up? What do I got coming up? Oh well, the Reno. I'm headlining the Reno Laugh Factory, the 14th, 19th. Nice. Which, next week ish. That's it. Nice. Well, I'm in Vegas at the Strat. If you want to come this week, uh, and then uh, go to adamhuntercomedy.com. I got upcoming shows in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Little Rock, and Des Moines, Iowa, and Cabo, Mexico. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. When well, are we going to do shows together, Adam? Come on. Whenever, whenever you want. Talk to Manny Maldonado. He's he's uh, he's uh, booking it in Cabo. Oh, yeah, very cool. Uh, but thank you, Bill. Thank you for everything. Thank and uh, thank you to our guests, and uh, thank you, Britton Hart, and thank you, Marab. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.